Brooklyn, New York. I'm Adam Teeter, and this is a Vine Pair podcast conversation. We're bringing you these conversations between our regular podcast episodes in order to give you a better picture of how the COVID-19 virus is impacting all parts of the business, as well as help provide a bit of hope and a path forward for all of us. Today, I'm talking with Derek Dettenberg, the CMO of Artisanal Brewing Ventures. Derek, thank you so much for joining me. Adam, thanks for having me. So let's, let's kick this off on, on a lighter note before we get into the heavy stuff. So out of all the all the amazing craft breweries you guys own, which beer are you drinking the most right now at home? Uh, the ones with the highest ABV, honestly. It's, uh, it's been quite quite a time. Um, I've heard a lot of gold, Victory Golden Monkey stories coming across our uh, our social feeds recently. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to stick to some of those. So for, for those of um, those listeners that aren't as familiar with ABV, can you just give me a really quick rundown of who you guys are, um, the, the breweries that you uh, have in your portfolio, and then we can go into it from there? Yeah, we're uh, basically a, a company, a platform in which like-minded uh, craft breweries, distilleries, cideries uh, come together and we offer them kind of support for the back end of the business, uh, you know, the HR, finance, legal um, et cetera, marketing. Um, and we let the, the craft brewers, the founders do what they do and that make great, great craft beer, great ciders, great, uh, spirits. And so, uh, the brands, they're the brand families that are part of our, our company, our platform, our Southern Tier Brewing Company in Lakewood, New York, Victory Brewing Company in, uh, just outside of Philadelphia, Bold Rock Hard Cider out of Virginia, uh, Six Point Brewing in Brooklyn. And then uh, Southern Tier also has a part of their company that is a distiller. So we we try to cover the gamut of uh, adult alcohol coverage. Wow, that's that's so you are a perfect person to be talking to right now. Yeah. Um, so can you bring me up to date on what's going on with with uh, you guys with the business? Sort of how has this very strange time that we are in uh, impacted you? Yeah, it. it I, I, I go back to, I believe it was March 11th. It was, it was Wednesday night. And I, I remember it because we were in our, in our tap room here in Charlotte and uh, the, uh, the news started popping up that things in sports were getting canceled. And um, all of a sudden, you know, overnight, it seemed like our, our, our category, our business was going to change dramatically. And, you know, by the end of that weekend, you know, taproom businesses were being encouraged to close. On-premise accounts were being encouraged to close, and and so we woke we woke up. I, I believe it was that following Monday, saying, "Man, two thirds of our of our uh, go-to-market strategy is is closed. So what do we do?" And and so you know, our team has been really focused on shifting gears into the off-premise. Um, you know, one of the benefits that we have as as artisanal brewing ventures is. We've heavily invested in the off-premise. Uh, we have a, a great and deep chain team. And so we shifted a lot of our operational resources to get the right packages, the right brands out into the marketplace for the off-prem. Um, and from my standpoint, um, with marketing, you know, shifting our resources to support the sales team in those efforts. Makes sense. So in terms of shifting from on to off, in the off-premise, are you, have you seen sort of – I mean there's been a lot of reporting that there's been like this explosion in sales. Are you seeing that and is it enough that it's making up for what you're losing on, on-premise on or is it just basically like you'll take what you can get at this point? Yeah. It, 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 we are definitely seeing that. Um, we're, seeing two, we're seeing two things and, and I think this weekend honestly is going to be a big telltale weekend. But we're seeing – certainly seeing the shifts in, to off-prem that uh, you know, you're reading about in the trade news. Um, and, and on television with some of the bigger breweries. But uh, we're also seeing a shift to, to core brands, well-known brands that 
our wholesaler partners and our retailers know if they're going to bring them in, um, that they're going to turn. And so we've simplified our portfolio. We've we've added some some pack sizes that you know we've gone from six to twelve pack on certain things, or at least added a twelve pack to you know get people that are that are doing some pantry loading in, um, give them the right packs. We have a very good variety pack business in, in large packs. So th- those are all those are all good things. Um, however, it's not it's not making up the whole. Um, it's tough to do that. We have, you know, 13 open tap rooms um, that are at zero and, you know, our, our bar business, our on-premise business is different uh, depending on the brand family, but but still, I mean, it's, it's a big gap to, to make up. Um, and the reason, but the reason I say, um, you know, that this weekend is a telltale sign, we are way up, the industry is up off-premise. Um, but was that a one-time phenomenon for pantry loading or is that going to be, you know, this, this stressful time is, is increasing consumption and that's we're, we're just, you know, pushing all of that volume into into the off-premise and people are going to continue to to bring things into their home. So I think this weekend will be a, will be an important, important weekend for us. If you could look into your crystal ball, because this is going to run after this weekend. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Well, if I just judge from watching people in my neighborhood walk around and what I hear from my friends, I think consumption is definitely up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I, my prediction would be um, if you look at sort of what happened in the in other countries that are ahead of us, I think consumption will stay up. But um, you know, who knows? I mean, so how are you as as the CMO? How are you also sort of changing your messaging? Like, have you have you thought a lot about like now how you're interacting with your consumer in the home and like what does that look like for you? Have you talked about doing virtual? beer tastings or are you trying to provide sort of content for the um for the at-home drinker that they now can't get at the bar like what what is what does that look like and what does that look like with your team being basically all on zooms across the country and not all (laughs) able to get you know in person you know in one place yeah you've definitely got your your finger on the on the pulse here but um you know one of the first things that we did was was change our tonality change our message change our voice and, and things that we could immediately control, social media, you know, being the biggest one. And, and while we still have posts that are out there, you know, supporting new brands or, you know, that are promotional in nature, most everything is, is being put in, into a context of what, you know, our consumer or our follower is, is dealing with. Um, we're, we're, we try to stay upbeat. We're, we're not trying to, you know, pile on uh, to the, the negativity that, that you see when you, you know, turn on the TV or listen, listen to the radio or whatever the case may be. So, you know, this is still beer. It is still fun. It is still for um, moments that are social. Those social moments are happening in different ways right now. So we're trying to tap into that from a social media standpoint. We've had to shift um, some programming. So the you know, kind of the big, you know, temple programs that, that our brands do, and we're, we're really working on the fly to do that. An example of that is our summer program for Southern Tier was called Gather Here. I mean, can you imagine a worse, uh, worse right. idea to be putting out there? <laughs> At some point, that's going to be a great idea, but uh, we've had to recraft the whole summer program um, that uh, you know that the team is working feverishly on and, and working up creative so we can get the tools out to the field and, and into retail in the next you know four to six weeks. Um, and then, lastly, to, to your point, I mean, one of the, the benefits of, of ABV is. We have five brand families, we have founders, we have experts, we've got so much talent and so many stories that we're, we're starting a uh, series tonight actually called Taproom Live. 
And that we're going to try to do it two times a week, maybe three times a week, where we're going to bring those stories to the forefront in kind of an interactive Facebook group and or Zoom meeting um, so that we can provide some you know, levity and some content for folks that uh, are, are sitting at home just looking for that. So tonight's uh, episode, our first episode is with um, our master Cicerone, and he's going to be doing a tasting of uh, a set of hazy IPAs. And really, it's more of, a, of an educational type of idea. He's amazing at teaching people the process of tasting beers and what they what they need to be looking for. And so he's going to come on and, and do that. Next week, we're going to have the founder of Victory Brewing Company, Bill Kovaleski, come on and tell his story and talk about, you know, how Victory started and, and how it how it grew up and what some of the trials and tribulations were. And and we've got 100 ideas after that. So yeah, we're, we're having to shift on the fly. And, you know, I, I've got to, you know, give a give a cap, uh, a little shout out to my team. They've been great. You're right. We're on Zoom meetings. Um, we're, we're making everybody get on the camera. We're calling it face, face the quarantine. And so all the meetings are, are, uh, you know, face to face, if you will, virtually face to face. And we have, we have touch bases pretty much every day just to keep people feeling connected. And, uh, the team is doing great. Um, you know, part of my team is we have a lot of internal experts at certain things, content creation, photography, writing, et cetera. So we're able to be pretty nimble and, and shift gears as, as we can. So, you know, one of the biggest things that people love about craft beer, I think that sets it apart from so much else in this, you know, in the world of beverage is just how strong the community is. Yeah. Um, so how do you think, what do you think needs to happen so that this community can sort of come out of here, out of this crisis stronger, right? So not just about ABV now, but if you could yeah. look at the entire craft beer world and what is, what needs to happen from the, you know, from the, the government side, I know that, you know, we're all paying attention to sort of uh, the bills that are being passed and things like that. But so like, what are the lobbying efforts need to, to be done there? How do we help the bars resurrect? Like, do you guys have plans, you know, in the works that you're already talking about? Um, and then how as a larger community, do we sort of emerge with, you know, great beer still being uh, able to be found basically? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, ha- I am sure you've seen many of these stories and, and they're popping up in, in different markets, um, different clusters, I guess, of, of breweries of people, you know, getting together, sharing best practices and, you know, helping each other out, whether that's with supplies or that's with, you know, how to, you know, kind of manage through this. And I think that's the root of what craft, you know, how it started. And in some ways, you know, with, with the way that the category has, has shaken out over the last couple of years, and it's gotten so much more competitive than it was, you know, five years ago, just with the sheer number of breweries that I think this is, this is in some ways taking us back to our roots. And taking us back to a to a community that has to work together. That yes, it's competitive, but uh, you know the greater good here, at least in our category, is that we is that we survive, and that we that we can thrive after this, and and that the on premise partners where we sell a lot of beer that they're that they're there for us too. And so I I you know encourage us, and I know my team's you know sharing and reaching out and, and getting with other people, trying to figure out what they're doing and, and sharing ideas and. Um, you know, I think this is an opportunity to, to do that, you know, as far as, as what, what we need to do going forward when this turns back on, you know, I would just encourage all breweries, you know, it, it's really easy right now to get caught in the moment and think about the, the now and what am I going to do now? And there's got to be a set of time, um, which we definitely do that. We've got to manage our cash flow. We've got things to deal with, with employees and what do we do with, with them? How does this bill that's on the house, house floor? 
How is that going to affect things and impact decision making? But we also have to find time in our days to, to think about when we come out of this, are we ready? Do we have the right programming? Do we have the right gear? How do we maintain the right employee level to, to be ready to come out? Do we have the right programming? And, and, and I hope that we all come out of this, you know, just guns a blazing. You, you gotta believe that people who have been cooped up for however many weeks this is going to be, there's going to be a lot of pent up demand and a lot of, a lot of need to get out and get in front of people again. So let's be ready for that as a, as an industry, as a collective. Let's be ready and, and have all of our ducks in a row and all, all of our programming ready. And let's let consumers enjoy that great tasting liquid that, that all these breweries make. I think that's a perfect way to sort of end our, our quick conversation. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on that uh, that I didn't ask? No, I mean, I, I, I think I think what you're doing here is great. I mean, uh, you know, I see brands trying to get out and, and, and do things that they they it's not typical of what they're doing, creating new types of content. And I think these types of conversations would be helpful for, for all of the breweries that are just kind of dealing with the impact of this. So, you know, thank you for doing it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Derek, for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, and be well, and I will definitely uh, crack a resin or a hootie at some point soon. Now you're talking. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you enjoy listening to us every week, please leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. VinePair is produced and hosted by Zach Jabal, Erica Ducey, and me, Adam Teeter. Our engineer is Nick Patry and Keith Beavers. I'd also like to give a special shout out to my VinePair co-founder, Josh Mallon, and the rest of the VinePair team for their support. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again right here next week.